Hello, hello. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. How are y'all? Today is the first day of Earth Month, and today's conversation, you and I are going to chat about how we can be a little bit more vigilant this month. There are a lot of Earth Day related campaigns coming out, a lot of Earth Day propaganda, dare I say. Some of it is wonderful and valid and really exciting this time of year. And then a lot of Earth Day propaganda is just greenwashing. I feel like greenwashing is a term that we're hearing more and more these days, and perhaps we're becoming more aware as consumers, as a collective. But just because we are aware that greenwashing exists doesn't mean that it's always easy to spot it. Greenwashing can be done really well, and we all fall for it. We can all be victims. Even me sometimes, I'll go ahead and admit it, but it happens to the best of us. So I want to talk a little bit today about how to spot greenwashing. As always, if you like the episode, share it with a friend, post it on your Instagram story, tag me at Podcast. All my links are always in the show notes. I think it's first helpful for us to set the scene for ourselves. There are a lot of products right now hitting the shelves in stores that are labeled as eco-friendly, as sustainable or green, natural, made with the planet in mind. There are so many buzzwords out there and they all sound really good. Products are also being designed in a way that makes you think that they're environmental right off the bat. So maybe they have a little green leaf icon on them. Maybe the plastic is opaque as opposed to totally clear. It's really unfortunate that most of these words and these icons have no true definition. There is generally no legal or even fact-checked backing to these words on products that make us believe that they're good for the planet or that they're better than other items on shelves. Greenwashing, just to define it, is the process of conveying a false impression or providing misleading information about how a company's products are environmentally sound. It is a technique to trick you into believing that something is a sustainable product. Let's take it one step further. Greenwashing is considered an unsubstantiated claim, an unbacked claim, to deceive consumers into believing that a company's products are environmentally friendly. Sometimes this is called green sheen, but greenwashing is becoming the more and more accepted and popularized term. Whatever you call it, the bottom line is it's lying. In addition to being unethical, greenwashing is also illegal. The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has strict guidelines called green guides that address these misleading claims. However, just because it's illegal doesn't mean that people are actively taking legal action to combat these claims. They are alive and well in the marketplace. I recently saw a plastic grocery bag that was printed with the words, thanks for recycling, and one of those yellow smiley faces. That's greenwashing, baby. A plastic bag that says thanks for recycling is greenwashing. We know that super thin plastic bags are almost never recycled. We know that they are difficult to recycle. We know that they are intended to be single use. Printing the word recyclable on something that is difficult to recycle in most areas is super misleading, and it's obviously greenwashing. One of my personal favorite examples of greenwashing when we're talking about this concept is athletic wear that claims to be made from water bottles. Maybe they are made from plastic water bottles, but it's not necessarily post-consumer water bottles. The post-consumer part is the important part when we say that something is made from a recycled plastic or recycled material. I feel like a few years ago, we saw an incredible amount of plastic water bottle athletic wear 
And it became just a really trendy thing when you look a little bit deeper into what plastic water bottle clothing, it's really just a way of making polyester. It has nothing to do with recycled water bottles. It has nothing to do with diverting landfill waste. And unfortunately, at the surface level, it's greenwashing. It makes consumers feel like they're doing something good for the planet when they're not actually recycling or they're not actually, again, diverting landfill waste. And to go a little bit deeper, I want to give us a good example of what to look out for. Again, because today we're learning how to spot greenwashing. A real world example that I like to use, especially in this conversation around athletic wear, is a brand that I love and admire, the Girlfriend Collective. I love the Girlfriend Collective. I have quite a few of their athletic leggings and sports bras, and I'm a real sucker for any new colors that they come out with. I feel comfortable and confident buying from the Girlfriend Collective because of their specifications on the more surface level selling points. They are clear about using post-consumer plastic and make a point to say that they are, again, diverting waste from landfills. If we dig a little deeper, their About Us page actually breaks down what percentage of each product type is from recycled or post-consumer materials. So for example, the leggings and the sports bras are 79% recycled polyester. That is a very specific number, and we almost never get that kind of specificity around eco-friendly claims, especially right off the website, easily accessible. We could stop there. Most people would be comfortable buying with those points. Girlfriend is also quite transparent about where their garments are dyed, the negatives to the dyeing process, the environmental impact of dyeing clothing, and how they're doing their best, what kind of techniques go into being more environmentally conscious when you are dyeing clothing. They give out information on the certifications that they have. Now, even one more step further, while not directly tied to the brand's environmental impact, Girlfriend claims to be an ethical brand. That is a very, very tall claim these days. Similar to their environmental claims, the brand backs it up with information on their factories, their safety standards, their commitment to living wages. On the corporate side, they release diversity reports each year. If you've bought from them or are on their newsletter, you receive that report via email. Again, it's clear, it's measurable, easily accessible information. That's exactly what we need behind these buzzwords, what I said earlier, ethical, environmentally friendly, made with the planet in mind. Whatever that buzzword is, I want you to dig a little bit deeper and figure out what it actually means in that particular brand's context. This is the same for cosmetic products, for shampoos, for food. Anything that comes in a package, anything that has a claim attached to it about its environmental impact or even coloring that is associated with environmental well-being, anything in a package. You can dig deeper on that brand and figure out what that word actually means in that context. And I feel like if you take that extra step and go a little bit deeper onto a brand's website or you start asking questions, it's pretty easy to figure out when they're lying or when they are able to actually back up what it is that they're saying. Brands that are proud of the work that they're doing for the environment are very loud about it, or they're at least open. You're never going to see a mascara labeled as clean beauty, and then when you dig a little bit deeper, they're like, oh, we don't really wanna talk about that that much. That's a selling point. They want to be able to be open with that if that's truly what they're doing. What does clean mean in that context? How much of the packaging is recycled? Or are they testing on animals? If it's a truly vegan formula, what are those items that they're replacing, those ingredients that they're replacing with vegan ingredients? You gotta ask more questions as a consumer. I feel like a space where we can very easily be duped into greenwashing is that of fashion. And I think this is 
very likely because of the rise of awareness in the harms of fast fashion. People and consumers were all understanding that fast fashion is bad. However, it's still a billion-dollar industry. It's still something that people are actively participating in, even when they recognize the environmental and ethical wrongdoings of this industry. So when people are buying from these brands that they know are participating in bad practices, it's really easy to justify a purchase of a greenwashed collection or a greenwashed item without really realizing that you're kind of lying to yourself. Especially around Earth Day, Earth Month, fast fashion brands like H&M, like Zara, are coming out with campaigns and collections about how they will be using sustainable fabrics, or they're calling something a sustainable fashion collection, or they're introducing a buyback program, a recycled clothing program, and that sounds really great at the surface level. We can dive into that at another time. If a fast fashion company is selling you something under the guise that it is sustainable, I'm really sorry to tell you, it just simply isn't. We know that fashion is an unbelievably polluting industry from textile waste to water waste to the dyeing processes, everything we mentioned a little bit earlier. And fast fashion, more specifically, is a villain when it comes to climate concerns. It is an industry built on overconsumption. It's an industry that is a billion-dollar industry because of wage theft and incredible ethical injustices in garment factories. And there is so much wrong with the fast fashion industry that selling something under the guise of it being sustainable is quite literally an oxymoron. There is no way that any way that we define sustainability makes sense in that space, in that bubble of fast fashion. But that's you and me. You're listening to a show called Eco Chic. We talk about these problems all the time. If you're an everyday consumer buying from one of these fast fashion brands, maybe a friend has educated you a little bit on the overconsumption problem, on the ethical issues, and you feel a little bad, but you're still buying from these brands, it washes away some of your concerns as a consumer by saying, oh yeah, I'm buying from H&M, but it's the sustainable collection or it is the Earth Month capsule collection. And I'm not here to like point fingers or tell anyone that what they're doing is wrong. I think the important thing to remember here is that at our core, we all want to be good people. We all want to buy into the eco-friendly option. It's not trendy anymore. It's about how we feel about ourselves and our purchases. And for the most part, everyone wants to be doing the right thing. But when you're sold these claims from a company that is doing the wrong thing, you are being duped. You're being lied to. You are falling into the hand that they're playing, I suppose. And that doesn't make you a bad person. Very clearly, that does not have anything to do with you. It means that their marketing department is really good at what they do. You're not a bad person. You're not making the wrong choices necessarily. You're just not asking the right questions. There's, of course, a part of this that's about critical thinking and asking the right questions and asking yourself to dive a little bit deeper on some of these brands and their claims. But some of it is also around, again, the legalities and the fact that brands are allowed to greenwash in the marketplace that exists, even though we mentioned it's illegal. No one is checking up on this. No one's defining these buzzwords. We don't have the certifications in place to show consumers very clearly, yes or no, this product works. It's not like the word organic. If you're buying an organic product, you know exactly what you're getting. You know what organic means. There are certifications attached to that. And actually, I think this is a great point to switch gears a little bit and talk about certifications. Outside of the clothing space, of course, if you're unsure about where a product or an organization or a campaign is using greenwashing, you want to start looking for certifications. 
USDA organic is a pretty good place to start when anything has organic written on the package. But just because it's written on it doesn't mean it's certified or has met any standards. I like to think about this a lot when I'm shopping at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has the word organic pasted all over their products. And I'm not saying that Trader Joe's is lying, but anytime I see organic on a Trader Joe's product, I like to flip it over and check the product for a USDA organic certification. Similarly, if you are buying an electronic item or something like a light bulb, you at the very least want an Energy Star certification in the US. Energy Star is a certification that shows you whether or not a product is actually energy efficient. All of these things can also be taken one step further. One of my favorite certifications to look for on products are Rainforest Alliance certifications. It's a little frog icon. It means your product came from a farm that complies with standards set in place by the Sustainable Agriculture Network. If I'm buying packaged coffee, for example, I like to look for that little Rainforest Alliance frog icon because coffee can be a harmful industry, an unethical industry, and that little frog gives me some reassurance that the product came from a place that has some safety and ethical standards in place. The ultimate dream for me, of course, when I'm buying this packaged coffee is the little frog icon, the USDA organic icon, whatever else I'm looking for when it comes to food. Again, just because something's labeled ethical, organic, whatever, doesn't mean it actually is if those particular words are not backed up with certifications. The frog also means things like ecosystem conservation, wildlife protection, fair treatment, good working conditions of the workers. These are all things that matter to me as a consumer and go into my consumer choices. But ethicality to me is not something that's left up to the brand to define for themselves. That's something I know has a definition and can be proven with a label or an icon or something along those lines. Saying ethical is not the same as saying clean beauty or clean makeup or whatever it is. Clean means nothing, ethical has a definition. Let's take this moment also to define the difference between clean and vegan or plant-based. When we talk about beauty specifically, clean beauty again means nothing, but saying vegan beauty, you can look for icons like the little PETA bunny icon that shows that it is a truly cruelty-free product. And that's a certification that has a lot of processes and standards behind it. So it means a lot when a brand has that little bunny, pita, vegan, cruelty-free beauty icon behind it. Quick break to hear about our sponsors today. I'm excited to be telling you today about Seeds Daily Symbiotic. Now someone's got to say it, hot girls have stomach problems and we are all trying to get in touch with our gut health this year. It can be really overwhelming to start thinking about pro and prebiotics, and not all probiotics are created equal. What is a daily symbiotic? A daily symbiotic is a broad spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic. Seed has a proprietary formula of 24 distinct probiotic strains in a scientifically studied dosage. If you've ever taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. They have a proprietarily engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. The Seed Daily Symbiotic supports benefits in and beyond the gut. It'll support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, ease of evacuation, but it also means supporting your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. I was excited to try Seed because, like I said, I'm really working on getting a hold of my gut health this year. But trying a lot of different products and waiting to see what works for me isn't really all that attractive. 
Seed is scientifically backed and their research and their data is easily accessible through their website and through their brand. I like that their packaging is glass. It's really easy to reorder a monthly refill as opposed to constantly getting new products and new packaging. And I love how quickly I saw results. Many people see improvements in their digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement, regularity, and ease of bloating. You can start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash eco chic and use code eco chic to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash eco chic and use code eco chic. I'd also like to share that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves that same treatment? I feel like there is a lot of conversation around self-care these days, and I'm invested in myself. I'm taking vitamins, I'm going to Pilates, I'm going on my walks in the middle of the day, I'm really taking the time to set boundaries and spend time with people that I deeply care about, and therapy is another way that I like to invest in myself. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that taking care of yourself matters just as much as taking care of everyone else, and therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. There is a lot of buzz around going to therapy these days. It is a trendy thing. It's something that we're talking about a lot more openly and actively with our friends. But therapy isn't always accessible. It's not always affordable. And it doesn't always make sense for our schedules. So it's really easy to push it to the side. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and EcoChic listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash EcoChic. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash EcoChic. Links to our sponsors will be in the show notes. Another easy certification to look out for is that of B Corps, Certified B Corporations. It has to do with good working conditions. Being a B Corp measures transparency, accountability, and performance of a brand. It is really strict standards to become a B Corp, and it means a lot if a brand can put that on their site or on their products. Now I wanna zoom way, way out. It's also really important while we're talking about certifications to remind ourselves that it's sometimes usually actually very expensive to get these certifications. For instance, if you are shopping for produce at a farmer's market, small independent farmers will most likely not be certified organic even if they use organic farming practices. This is the moment where you wanna ask questions. It is so good to be shopping small and you shouldn't be deterred from shopping small just because your conscious consumerism certifications and labels aren't attached to these products. This is your moment to ask the sellers, ask the farmers, whoever it is that you're buying from about what their practices are like, what their standards are like, how do they treat their employees, how do they harvest their fruits and vegetables, what kind of pesticides do they use if they use them at all. This is your moment to get to know the products and get to know the people that you're buying from. There is, of course, a lot of other labels and certifications and icons that I haven't even mentioned today. And I encourage you to do a really simple Google search for whatever it may be. I just want us to be on our game while we're shopping. You got to ask your questions and you have to make sure that you are not falling victim for greenwashing. I get it. It is so tempting to buy something just because it's labeled clean at Target, clean at Sephora. But these are all made up standards by brands or by 
stores or these are products that just look really good because they have a little green leaf icon on them. It's all about asking questions. It's all about doing a little bit of research. Don't fall victim to greenwashing. You can also take this critical thinking one step further in thinking about your environmental habits that may or may not actually be beneficial to you and to your area. An example I love to give is that if you live in a desert area, it's not always actually a good idea to recycle glass because it's really water intensive. You have to make the decision for yourself. If you feel more comfortable contributing to a water intensive process during a drought, or if you're just gonna avoid glass products, or if you're just going to reuse the glass on your own in your home, or are you just gonna throw glass into the regular landfill? Or you could take this opportunity to reach out to your local officials in the desert and say, what are we doing about glass recycling here? Because I know it's a water intensive process. Ask those questions, dive a little bit deeper. Another example I love to give, and I know that I've discussed this before on other podcast episodes, is one that I unfortunately fell victim to, and that is that of the bamboo toothbrush. It is a great sentiment to want to forego the extra plastic in your bathroom, but bamboo toothbrushes actually aren't approved by the American Dental Association, and they can really rip up your gums or cause other issues if you're not picking the right bamboo toothbrush. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a dentist. I chose the wrong bamboo toothbrush for myself. I really impacted my own gums, and I ultimately decided I'd rather have a plastic toothbrush that I'm replacing every three months and just cut back on my plastic in other areas of my life. I had to pick the uh, environmental habit that made more sense for my life. I know that I can't do it all, but it feels really good to do what I believe is the right thing. The last thing I will leave you with, especially considering the time of year, Earth Month, again, these make sense all year round, but this is a month that I want you to be particularly vigilant and suspicious of any campaigns that you see. The carbon footprint is one of my favorite myths in the history of environmental science. The carbon footprint is a really fabulous way to calculate and better understand your own environmental impact. If you've never done the carbon footprint calculator before, it is one that you can just quite literally Google online, carbon footprint calculator, and you put in how much meat you eat, how much you fly, what your day-to-day -day habits are like, and it'll actually give you a number of how much carbon you are emitting as an individual every year. And that was actually a campaign that was come up with by BP, by a fossil fuel company. While I think it's great to be aware of your own environmental impact, we got to look at the bigger picture here. There is a fossil fuel company that is pushing the responsibility of the climate crisis onto consumers and individuals. We know, and we talk about this a lot here, collective action is important, individual action is wildly important, but the climate crisis cannot be solved without policy. And greenwashing is a fabulous way for fossil fuel companies and for other bad actors to really dupe you into believing it's all on you, it's not on them. I wish this was a one-time example, the carbon footprint calculator, but unfortunately, I have seen quite a few Earth Day pitches from other fossil fuel companies. And if I may be ultra transparent, I, as a person who has a platform around environmentalism, have unfortunately been pitched some stories and some campaigns by PR companies of fossil fuel companies. There is so much deception happening here. And I wish I could tell you that we are vigilant, we are good consumers, Maybe these companies have really wonderful things that they're striving for and changing at the end of the day, 
We just need certifications. We want action and we want measurable, clear, accessible information behind these claims. It's not always about the post-consumer water bottles, but how much of that legging is actually post-consumer. It's not about saying they're an ethical company if they can't actually back it up with a proper certification or by showing you the safety standards that they are abiding by. There is so, so much that goes into claiming that anything is sustainable. And I also think we need to remember here, sustainability in general as a term, as a lifestyle is very, very personal. So you have to decide what that means for you and what are you going to accept from these brands. And that's fine if you are actively and consciously making the choice to say, I know this isn't a totally quote unquote environmentally friendly item, but I'm okay with that and I'm still going to purchase it because it makes sense for my budget, for the accessibility I have, for whatever it may be that is encouraging you to buy that product. But if you are buying something labeled eco-friendly and you're not realizing all of the strings attached to that term, that's when you're being duped and that's when you're falling victim to greenwashing. On that note, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you are going to have a really fabulous Earth Month. Thanks for hanging out with me. We've got a lot of really fun stuff planned here on Eco Chic for Earth Month. I love to say that this is my busiest time of the year. Like my sister works in advertising and Christmas, of course, is the busiest time for her. But I like to say that Earth Month is my busiest time of year because I work in the environmental space and I love it and I'm so excited and I feel really energized going into this month. So thanks for hanging out with me today and I hope to see you again very, very soon over here on this show. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can follow on Spotify. You can rate, you can review, you can share it in the group chat. I'm having a lot of fun these days on Instagram and on TikTok, and I feel like this is a really fun space. I feel like newly inspired and like we are just getting better and growing and learning and just having a great time together every single day. With that, love you so much. I will talk to you very soon. Have a good one. Bye.